Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Morning Movie Show, Waffle Press Hangouts, whatever you want to call it. We're uploading in the morning, so I'm going to keep calling it Morning Movie Show. I'm going to put it in the same playlist, so it doesn't really matter. But here on this beautiful Sunday morning, I'm your host, again, Diego Crespo, with my co-host, Universa. Hey, good to uh, see you. Thanks for having me this uh, morning, Sunday morning. Yeah, it's so bright. It's so so quiet, and it's... <laughs> It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I wish that every morning was this beautiful. Yeah. You know what else is beautiful, Gene? I don't, I don't know. What, what, else, what else is beautiful? I was just hoping I'd, I'd come up with a segue oh, after I said like, I, don't, I don't actually have like one. What, what I think, um, I don't know, like uh, the uh, poppies in the Antelope Valley. Nothing related to the show topics today, huh? Oh, That's okay. I, I didn't have anything nice. either. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even like, you know, d- digging here or anything like that. Uh, let's see. We're talking about canceled TV shows today. Yes. That's my. It's not even a segue. It's just a state of fact. This is a great opening for the show. Um, we're going to talk about canceled TV shows today because Gene and I have lost something very near and dear to our hearts. Uh, not the same thing, but separate things. If you know me, you know that I loved. The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and I only started, I only saw the first movie um, a year ago, like the day the show came out, so that was very disappointing, that was a very short time, uh, like time span I got to spend with all that stuff. Gene also lost the Venture Brothers, which he's been talking to me about for over a decade now, <laughs> for basically as long as I've known you, Gene, you've been talking about Venture Brothers. Well, and, uh, yeah, and many, many people did, and many people were taken back by tragic news of its untimely canceling canceling what is happening today Blech. gene take it from here what what did you like about the venture brothers and we can talk about all this shit and our plugs because we're going to do plugs at the beginning and the end of the show here yeah so we'll time travel back to uh 2006 when the second season first debuted on adult swim i was young lad and I, i've watched a few adult swim shows mainly aqua teen uh, all the, you know, Space Ghosts, which, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone, I think Aqua Teen's very, uh, not everyone's cup of tea. It's very divisive, right? Yeah, I, here's what I know about Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. Is that on the, I used to watch the, the Ebert and, or Siskel and Ebert before Siskel's passing, and then right, I watched right. Ebert and Robert. And on their review of that, I just remember them saying that the first five minutes are really funny. And then the movie just kept going. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Now, the mm-hmm. second thing I know about that show is about the Moon and Nights here. Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. And I also use this to announce that there will be a break after the Avatar the Last Airbender retrospective leading into the movie because it's finally going to be ready to go that the uh the close encounters episode will finally be up and we talk about the moon and night bomb scare in that episode so <laughs> check that out but oh uh, please go go ahead go yeah that's a good your, uh, segue your journey but yeah aqua team is very subjective and you know if you like dumb humor i would recommend that to people but i'm not going to go around recommending aqua team to everyone because <laughs> mm. yeah that's just off-putting but yeah, Venture Brothers is a show I fell in love with back when I started watching the second season. I was watching it in the background. I'm like, what's the show? I remember all the promos um, that came out for it. They were very inventive. They uh, really played up the Johnny Quest angle, which 
if you don't know about the show, it's sort of a parody, kind of starts out as a parody of Johnny Quest. So the characters are modeled after Dr. Quest, Johnny, uh, Haji, Grace Bannon. But that was like, that's just kind of the hook of the show to kind of familiarize yourself because when Cartoon Network gave licenses to a lot of Adult Swim things, when they started out, it was mainly like remakes of all their existing properties of uh, Hanna-Barbera. Um, they have like C-Lab, uh, you know, Space Ghost. But Venture Brothers, they kind of go off of that. And then I feel like it's maybe the only Adult Swim so that gets like so transcendent and going beyond this like idea, uh, concept and uh, kind of pitch. And it, it, it's like the show that's just, it's about, it's more about like the 50s and just uh, how like, because it, it's mainly uh, males on the show, how masculinity just like, it's about like uh, how it's uh, really affected like the later generations of uh, the American male and how like the 50s and 60s, like, you know, all the baby boomers like really fucked up the next couple of uh, generations and turned them into just like just depressed sad people and it's a show that's just about like failure and how just everyone's sort of a failure in their own way and I'm kind of paraphrasing the creators but how uh, failure is also it's it's not inherently bad I mean everyone's just not good at some things or uh, we always suck until we're at least good at somewhat of something and it's okay to like accept certain failures in your own life uh not not you know just accepting yourself as you are because yeah that, that's what i the main takeaway of that show was uh when i was growing up it certainly had a pretty pretty uh positive message on me like being in high school growing up things like that and it made you know made some feelings uh, of uh you know being angsty uh or wanting to mature kind of drove me in that way and yeah it just it felt like okay to just be myself um so yeah, that's kind of the theme of the show and it uh, centers on Hank and Dean and they kind of start as hardy boys and they become like their own like unique things and it has the one of the best voice, voice casts, Patrick Warburton as Brock Sampson, who's just like a, like a bulky mercenary that just like kills everything he sees. But And then that goes back to uh, just how the show like matures where you know, Brock becomes like a more well-rounded character where he's almost like a surrogate father for the boys whose uh, father doesn't, I don't know, he cares enough, but uh, kind of neglectful. So yeah, it's just such a, like a beautiful show and uh, it's funny, but then just the heart of it, I really appreciate as well. Yeah, um, our friend of the show and just a great, great follow on Twitter. Uh, Shannon Strucci is also on record as saying that it, it is actually her favorite show, and she's also recommended it for for many many years to not just me and her, her other friends, but like just the world on her Twitter. So yeah. go follow her as well. Follow her and Jean, and um, just give them all the support they they need right now because yeah. I know this show touched a lot of people very deeply. Yeah, that was a good uh, that was a good video um, video essay because she did when it uh, got canceled. That was a very that was a very uh, tough weekend. <laughs> I, I bet. I would recommend that as, as well. A link down below, of course, to that. Um, so I, I will be here to talk about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And then we're going to talk about just other shows that got canceled that 
maybe we, we kind of haven't given the time of day to or um, it's kind of bummed us out because, you know, it's, it's not fun to get invested in something and then have someone tell you we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, you know? with all these dumb corporate entities like Time Warner with Netflix. Yeah. Maybe also, the, the Nielsen rating system is a scam. It's oh. just as much a scam as Pivot to Video. Everyone remember that? Uh, that no, destroyed like literal businesses and like wow. livelihoods. So we're not, we don't have time to get into all that. But anyways, I just, I, I think the, the rating viewer system is, is like one of the biggest scams in like American history. But um, yeah. I was going to so say moment of silence though for your boy Hup. Yeah, Hup. I don't, I don't get to see what happened. So um, for those that don't know, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is a prequel to the Dark Crystal film. And the Dark Crystal film is kind of about the aftermath of a genocide and the toll it's taken on the ecosystems and environment. And it's about what individuals do to maintain power at the expense of the world around them. Uh, it's also a little slow. You have to be into like the real hardcore fantasy stuff. I'll completely admit that to really appreciate the film. The show is shockingly violent. Um, and I'm not saying this because like, I, I think it's cool. I just, I think it goes to show that even stuff aimed at younger viewers, like I think the real quality entertainment and art understands that younger viewers can actually handle stuff. Uh, there, there might be actually a moment or two in the show that's like, you probably didn't need to go that far. Uh, specifically in the last episode, if you guys have seen it, you know there's a moment it's hard to miss where you're just like, yeah, that was probably just too much. Um, but it's the show uh, is pre-genocide. So uh, the showrunners had it all planned out, I guess, where like the plan was to show that like not all was lost in the intervening time between the series and the film, but it'll still get pretty dark. But now because there is no second season, and the film is about the last of the Gelflings. Um, it doesn't really bode well for the characters that we come to know and love in the series. So I guess they just all die. But, but the, 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 the series <laughs> itself is still, I think, one of the crown jewels of Netflix and younger viewer entertainment, like was, bar none. Yeah, well, I was going to say the Jim Henson sort of uh, puppetry as well. Yeah, Jim, the great Jim Henson and, uh, and Frank Oz, they co-directed the film. Right. Um, uh, they deserve all the credit in the world. You know, Jim Henson's no longer with us, but the series just totally got what the what made the film special, and like the themes and ideas and the adventure aspect of it, and also that like I think a missing component to a lot of younger fantasy based stuff is that like you know even Star Wars has this. Where it's like yeah, you know, like Luke Skywalker wants to go on the great adventure, but you can't just go on the adventure like that that journey comes at like often a great cost like right. in his relationships and his personal life and his physical uh, capabilities at a certain point, you know? And uh, I, I think the Dark Crystal series really understood that because there is also like a Game of Thrones level body count by the end of the season where it's just like, oh, like, like the cast would have been like drastically different <laughs> the next year had it come back. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also, it's just a very frustrating viewing experience because the themes are very relevant to uh, right now, unfortunately, which is maybe really depressing because the movie was also very relevant when it came out in the 80s. Might be something to that there. Anyways, um, but it's also very inspiring, just like on an artistic level, but also in like the, the ideas that 
you know, we all share the same world. We all share the same like future. Mm -hmm. Should we be so lucky? And um, it's it's a very profound series, and I I, I cannot recommend it enough. I, I yeah. recommended it since I saw it, and uh, it, I am heartbroken that it will not return. But yeah. I'm glad it happened anyways. Someone's got to talk to Netflix about their axing of all these shows, though, because they're just relentless this year. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're really heartless. Fuck them. I mean, no, no, fuck them. I mean, they're making Mank. They made Mank yeah. with David Fincher, and that looks like awesome. And the Five Bloods. So, like, you know, it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, they're a corporation. I'm not telling anyone to stand Netflix. It's, you know, capitalism bad. But like, they like got positives and negatives, like every other heartless corporation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I was, yeah. I was going to say, is Frank Oz involved? Because I, I want to start the show, but um, uh, you know, just trying to finish some other things. But yeah, is, is Frank Oz involved in any capacity? I was curious. I actually don't know. Let me let me check really quick because um, I know they they tried to make a sequel for years and it ended up becoming a uh, a comic book. I think that's actually supposed to be pretty good, which is a sequel to the film. Okay. And so I, I actually heard it's pretty good, and because um, it it was like at least I believe somewhat marginally the same creators. Okay. Um. And, uh, but yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. And I just think that's kind of neat, actually, that it's like you have a sequel in a different medium and now a prequel in technically a kind of different medium too with television, to movies, to comic books. So I think that's just kind of a, that's so rare. And obviously it wasn't on purpose. It was just them trying to get anything from this universe made. But I, I just think it's kind of cool. I don't think Frank Oz is involved oh. with the series, which is too yeah. bad. But um. I I don't know. I, I think he's just kind of he, he might just be kind of done trying to make things, you know, maybe he's just going to act now. No, I, I don't have any proof of this. It's just, that's just my assumption. Um, I know he had a hard time with the, the Muppet history. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, he's very vocal about the Muppets, which, you know, I mean, for the most part, he's pretty right. I would agree with him. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I don't know. I, I watched a little bit of that Muppets Now, and uh, there was like one or two funny segments, mm. actually, to be honest. Uh, there was a segment where uh, Seth Rogen and Fozzie Bear are like interviewing, but then they're also like interviewing each other, but then also babysitting for some reason. <laughs> and they're like trying to figure out how to babysit. And then the baby, the babies get knives and start fighting with knives. Oh, so it's, it's like that, that vine when the mom's like, oh, what do you have there? And the kid's like, a knife! Yeah, that's basically like that. <laughs> um, so it's not to say it was inherently bad, but yeah, I could uh, see his point about uh, how they're using the Muppets for sure. Yeah. And that's too bad, because I, I think, did that also get canceled? Uh, Muppets Now? Yeah. I, I have no idea. Alright. I, I feel like Bob, I you've heard about Muppets, it. Uh, I believe that. Well, just no one there's a whole thing we can go on about disney and how like they need to appease everyone or they don't have any interest in it that's why we yeah. probably won't see any more alien or predator movies for a while well I, I was gonna say he hates uh he hates tron and he hates the muppets oh god yeah no he's he's trying to kill tron and bury it in a grave in the desert if they're really going forward with that jared leto fucking one like who wants that I don't know. if you're watching this and you want people. that Talk to someone. Get help. You're better than that. You deserve better than that. I promise you. 
But anyway, speaking of things that are better than Jared Leto, let's talk about our favorite other canceled television shows. We also have some recommendations from the Twitter. So thank you to everyone who responded for that. Um, the most common one uh, is, is Hannibal. I think, uh, I think Brian Fuller's Hannibal is, is pretty yeah. well known as being like kind of one of the sacred cows of canceled television. Although to be fair, have- the ending is like still perfect. Every season had like an open-endedness of it, but also would perfectly work as like the end of that story. Yeah. It was kind of like a remix of the Hannibal Lecter mythology. But uh, have you ever seen it yet, Gene? Like in full? Uh, no, I haven't. All right. You, you will get a kick out of it if you check it out down the line. Cause okay. It's very bizarre. <laughs> um, it, it might be like the true successor to like something like Twin Peaks, I think, mm. for, for regular television. Because like, okay. I, I think people now find it a shock. And I definitely found it as a shock when it first aired. But it aired on NBC, not Showtime or HBO or even AMC. Just <laughs> keep that in mind, and it makes the show even more exciting because you'll be like, how did they get away with that? Like, they let them air that on school <laughs> nights, you know? Like, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Uh, I, I think one of the tricks that this, I guess, a filmmaking tip for all the, the horror filmmakers out there as well, if you want to get a little gory, the trick is to dial down the color on the blood. Make the, the blood dark, dark, dark. That's why the Lord of the Rings movies could have like orc decapitations because the orcs have black blood in those movies. Um, and so for Hannibal, a lot of the blood is very, very dark and the colors are very, very muted so it doesn't look like off kilter and stuff like that. Because if it's like bright red, then the censors will be like, hey, we can't have... <laughs> this on the show this is america but uh yeah also there's a kaleidoscope sex scene which is pretty great it's, it's do, amazing do you, do you think they would have gotten uh ellen page's clarice though if it had been revived on netflix yes okay although brian fuller said also that he was also considering making clarice starling black because that adds a whole other context into the mythology of that character, you know? Like a, a young black cop from the South. Like, what is that? Like, like th- that changes the bearings on the character in, in ways that I, I think would be very rich to explore. And not just like, cause they're relevant, but like that obviously would allow them to explore another angle of Hannibal Lecter's like manipulation. Yeah. Cause the whole show, you know, Hannibal Lecter, you know Hannibal Lecter. He, he manipulates like everyone just to see what happens, and so I, I I think that would that would make her a very compelling foe for for him as well. And I, I don't think he would reiterate the uh, the ending of their story like it is in the book, which is oh yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's just weird. I kind of get what the book was going for, but it just it doesn't really work at all. No, I, I don't like it. I don't. I'm, I yeah, I'm not a fan either. But um, yeah, Hannibal. That's that's one of the big ones. But uh, Gene, do you have another show you'd like to recommend yeah. for people that was canceled? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna add uh, one because it was back in sort of the Twitter sphere recently. Was uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes? That's right. You, yeah. So you saw the Twitter thread, right? Yes, I did. I read all the uh, Christopher Yost like posted a whole like thread of where the se- like the third season would have gone for the 10th anniversary and 
he wrote like a cold open to season three and uh he wrote like a you know a, fi- a fictional season three i mean these are more or less what they would have done with uh where the series was headed gonna have uh more of the asgardians and uh, ragnarok and it would have had uh the x-men which would have been cool um, but yeah, that's that's one of my favorite shows. I, I think it's like Marvel's Justice League, the uh, 2000s cartoon, which had a lot of, uh, you know, it was, a, it was an animation show, but it had a lot of depth to it, like your uh, avatar. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I uh, feel like that for Avengers of Mightiest Heroes, where, you know, again, it goes back to e- the evilness of Jeff Loeb, <laughs> where he really tried to destroy the series. And then he had the uh, the goal to cancel it and replace it with another show, which is not good. Avengers Assemble, which is terrible. Subpar animation. But yeah, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I just, I love it. It's uh, such a, it's just, you know, it's a universal sort of, it's all ages, but, you know, they have serious storylines where characters die or there's a lot of stakes. And just the way they... They use like uh, the characters is just so interesting. Like Cap, um, I think it's up there with how they use it in the MCU. And yeah, it's a, I would really recommend that if you're a Marvel fan. Maybe no, it's been some Marvel movies. I would I would definitely agree with that. Um, to hop off your your Marvel one, I'm gonna go over to Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh well. yeah, that's right. Is that um, one? I was gonna yeah. say they're they're apparently in the same universe. It's kind of what's been speculated. I know. Well, they were. I think you even told me this one, um, but I'll, I'll repeat it for the audience too. That like they were going to have the spectacular Spider-Man join up in the Avengers, but then they replaced him with Drake Bell because they had that show in production after yeah. Spider-Man, the spectacular yeah. Spider-Man, got canceled, and like that's just like heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> because spectacular Spider-Man is like one of the right. definitive Spider-Mans. Like it's like the Raimi and spectacular spider-man that that's just kind of like the peak of it I, i'd put obviously spider-verse and homecoming like up there as well homecoming a little lower but that's not his fault it's kind of i have yeah. a whole everyone knows everyone knows right, what right. I about that but um no spectacular spider-man is terrific it's it there's like these mini arcs that kind of play out like movies almost where it's like here's a standalone episode but it like flows both naturally and accessibly into the next one and then by the end of like every three to four episodes, you're like, oh, we were watching like an arc about uh, biology. Or here's mm-hmm. an arc about the theater because, you know, it's a Spider-Man in high school for people that don't know. And so every couple episodes, they were structured to, to be able to repackage them and sell them as like DVDs, right? Like, I don't know if people remember or if they even still do this, but like they would sell, they wouldn't sell entire season packages for kids shows. They would sell individual DVDs and uh, VHS, well, not so much VHS at that point, but like um, to distributors to market for kids to watch like that. And then eventually they do the seasons. Yeah. And so that was like the goal for this. And it, I guess there was like a five season plan and even a plan to go on for after college. And it's just like, it's, it's so, so heartbreaking that that didn't get to happen. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I was just like in between the second, their first and second season, they switched networks too it was on kids wb and then it goes to like disney plus because the marvel merger with disney it had so much stacked against it i know it's uh it's 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 such a bummer um that that's the one i I, i'd really like to see come back and i don't need it to like i'm 
I've made my peace with this cancellation, but like, man, I, that could have been like the definitive Spider-Man story had it yeah. had it been able to continue, I think. I was going to say, yeah, I don't get how there's like this uh, huge drive for X-Men the Animated Series, which was a good show in the 90s for sure, but it has like its own ending, like it got to wrap up it's all its storylines. Um, and they're like seriously considered like giving that another season, but they don't want to give it to Avengers or Spectacular Spider-Man. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. Like maybe those shows are just too good for them to bring back. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theory. They know that they can't top it and they're like, we can't do that. We have to bring back another X-Men cartoon. Yeah. That's that. There you go. <laughs> Everyone likes the 90s. Watch, they're going to, this is going to happen. They're going to bring back the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. And oh. then at that point, I'm just going to have to jump. I, I was going to say, I, I like that cartoon for what it was, like, growing up on it. But, like, that one has some serious flaws to it, actually, where it doesn't punch anyone. You know, oh, I'm fine with that. No, I, like, you know what? I'll go to bat for that because I've heard that complaint about the MCU Spider-Man 2. And I'm like, no, that's, that's totally fine. fine. No, but, like, they go to such great lengths to... Like, he could kick, you know, and he just can't punch. But um, I was going to say, and also, like, every, all the cops have, like, laser weapons. <laughs> they have, like, these Star Wars blasters because they can't mm-hmm. show real guns for the network on Fox Kids. That was always pretty funny to see on those shows, though. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, this will be the last animated series I bring up because there's some other ones I want to get to in the, sure. in the comments. But, like, um, the Godzilla sequel to the 90s movie oh yeah that was a good show that's a good godzilla show that's mm-hmm. like it, it totally balances out the monster action with like the human component yeah and it's not like a a mind-bending drama with the character stuff it's just like i don't know it, it's kind of like the platonic ideal of a godzilla show in america in the united states like it's 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 got a nice balance and that that's kind of a unfortunate that some people have had struggles with that since. Yeah. Although we are on record for being fans of the last three Godzilla movies that were in live mm-hmm. action. Uh, let's yeah. see. What else we got here, Gene? Uh, Indica Luna, Broad City. I don't know if Broad City was actually canceled because I only saw a couple episodes, but I like that show. So if Broad City was canceled, I'm sorry. If it wasn't, that's okay too. Um, let me see what else. Oh, oh okay. From, uh, from Billy Jarrett. Uh, this is for Eugene. Evil Dead. Ash oh, yeah. versus Evil that, Dead. That ends on a cliffhanger. That was disappointing. I just started watching it from the beginning again because I had only seen the pilot. That's a really fun show. <laughs> yes, yeah. It really captures uh, Ash Williams so well. Yeah, and you know what? I It reminds me of why I love Sam Raimi so much. I know he only like directed the pilot, right? Everything else mm-hmm. after him is someone else, but like Sam Raimi is just such a quality filmmaker. Like, I, I don't think he gets his credit as just being a dude who clearly loves movies and, and like television shows. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think people really like think about this as, as much as you or I do. And that's totally fine. They have more important bullshit in their lives to worry about anyways, probably. But like, I don't know. You don't always need something to be like a super serious like laser focused narrative sometimes it's just fun to watch a fight scene play out 
while a flashlight spins around on the floor for like three minutes to add like tension and momentum to the to the fight scene right that, that happens in the pilot and it's, it's so awesome it doesn't even matter that it's basically stupid it's just awesome yeah so i don't know i i really like this show and i, I can't wait to be disappointed that it also ends on the cliffhanger <laughs> oh yeah oh uh, you got any other shows, or should I just uh, run through the, the the bottom ones that we got? Um, I was going to add uh, Daredevil because uh, yeah, it got canceled too soon, I think. But you just left the room. Yeah, Daredevil rules. Uh, that last season specifically, that was yeah, that was great. And then they could they couldn't they couldn't get one more. Um, they really couldn't, I guess. I know it's too good. I know everyone's very excited for the Marvel shows and considering where I am with the franchise, I am actually kind of excited for at least a handful of them too. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. That, that deserves one more season. It doesn't need it. it. It does end on like one little like tease for the villain of next season. For those that don't haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah. You don't have to like any of it. Just watch the third season, just get there and you'll be like, Oh, this is why Diego likes it. And I'll be like, fuck yeah. I told you all idiots yeah no um but yeah that that really needed more um i would say luke cage too uh jessica jones i i wouldn't actually say um not just because the quality dip but just like the, the narrative is like kind of done for that character by the last season um but luke cage ends on like a killer godfather style cliffhanger that i really would have liked to see play out more um oh, okay for on on the subject of superheroes our friend christopher at Aguiar Fiction, Heroes. He says, I know it turned into the weirdest, most incomprehensible garbage, but I miss some of those characters. Yeah. I agree. We had a fun time watching that in high school. We sure did. And I was like, no, no, it'll get better again. Oh, you fool. Younger Diego, you had no idea. Um, and Marco A. Diaz also has another recommendation, Pushing Daisies. Brian Fuller's Pushing Daisies. Have you seen that? Are you familiar with that one? I just, I'm familiar with it. Okay, uh, killer, killer shows. Kind of like if Dr. Seuss did like a crime procedural about a dude who could bring back people from the dead by touching them. But if he touches them again, they stay dead forever. And so the pilot is about solving uh, a murder, yada, 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 right? And um, he brings back to life his childhood sweetheart. And, you know, they're falling in love, but like, you know, th- that's kind of the, the arc of the show in a way is that they're in love, but they can't physically be together or, or else it'll be over forever. And so it's, yeah. it's a really wonderful show. Lots of heart, lots of, of Brian Fuller weirdness. Shout out to Brian Fuller, the king of canceled television, apparently. Um, but yeah, that's, that, was, that was a great one. And for me, I also want to recommend Terriers, which has only one season and it is the best private detective show like to ever air in post 2000s i'll say right i was gonna say uh i used to think i used to like make fun of you or something i'm like why is it called terriers because they're underdogs gene underdogs to be like the the running joke or something yeah yeah and i've gotten a handful of people to watch it it was on netflix for a couple years and then they took it down and uh i i would honestly just recommend the blind buy on itunes it's totally worth it um Kind of like Chinatown by way of Ocean's Eleven. Uh, without the, uh, it gets a little dark too, but like there's not, 
there's not the my sister my daughter moment is oh. what i'll say from time to time it doesn't go there but there there is some like dark shit but it's also just about dudes who who really fuck up a lot and um what it's like at not not in your twilight years quite but like you know it's middle-aged guys who kind of still act like younger versions of themselves and why that's not healthy and the struggle they have to basically just pay rent from time to time and also just try to make themselves a little bit better along the way and there's an overarching mystery about land deals and all this great film noir shit but filmed with like this kind of almost like soap opera-esque lighting but it adds like this different texture to it it's so cool it's so it's such a cool show ryan johnson directed an episode so it's yeah there you go deep cut for all you last jedi fans out there not for the haters though you you can go away um yeah terriers that's that, that's one of the best shows of the last decade and uh it's it's wonderful and i would die for a, a sequel season but it also doesn't need it it's it's a one and done on its own terms and it's it's terrific um and on that note i think let's see do we, we get them all oh okay uh dead like me and hannibal from our friend at call me matt 88 uh i haven't seen dead like me i know i think that was like brian fuller's first show and people were a big fan of it and uh from a to z which i know nothing about but it starred Kristen malati from how oh. i met your mother and the wolf of wall street and yeah, I guess Palm great. Springs, right? She was in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah she's in that. She's great. I haven't seen I haven't seen Palm Springs yet, but I'm a big fan of hers. I don't. I I'm glad she's kind of getting a little renaissance. Yeah, she's right in now. she's in Venture Brothers. Really? Yeah. In the last. Season. Good for her. Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe she's also the the kind of the queen of canceled television. Then. <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, ma'am. Um, but no, she's she's good. All these shows are good. I recommend them all, and. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer that some of them don't stick around. But Gene, on that note, any final shows or any final plugs you want to give us before we head out? Um, I was going to recommend Veronica Mars, which got canceled and the movie okay. and revived. I thought about that too because it got canceled, like you said, movie. Uh huh. Right. Revived. Is it canceled again? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, no one knows if they're going to do another season. Who knows? I mean, yeah. uh, all the COVID. But I was going to say, I wish they got like a fourth season, like when it was on the UPN or what have you, or CW. Because that would have been great. And then they never resolve that storyline or mention it again. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, not to spend too much time on it because you got to wrap up, but like that third season is so different because it doesn't really have the overarching story. Yeah. And then they reveal at the end it kind of did all this time. Which was actually, I, th I thought, very impressive. Like that, yeah. season three's got problems, but like that last, like, act, the last movement of that season is like so good. Right. That I would have loved to have seen another one to continue that, but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, li I like the movie. Yeah. The like, movie's great. Yeah. Um, well, fan, very fan servicey, I will say. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And I, I think that's okay, you know, because they're like, we want to give them what they came for because the fans i mean that that was the first like big movie kickstarter right yeah, yeah they exactly. like so they, the fans really did make that movie happen like they literally made that happen yeah so that's pretty cool yeah and then the last season was pretty good the way it ended was really bittersweet i think i was crying but i 
we we have to have a Veronica Mars episode or something at some point because I like that season. Yeah. And I like where it ends up. I don't like I'll say the movement of how they okay. got to there. That yeah. there's a very specific movement that I think people are aware of for the fan base, but I'll I'll leave it at that because I think it's still worth checking out. Sure. Um yeah, on that note, plugs Gene. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And you can follow me at Twitter at the Diego Cresswell. And check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get access to earlier episodes of other stuff we're going to talk about. Avatar The Last Airbender retrospective. Maybe a little sneak peek at the movie retrospective, if we recorded it already. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? And um, other stuff. I don't know. Gene, what else did we come up with? We should do more stuff. We'll see. I don't know what else we should do. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Check out the Patreon because you'll get you'll be the first ones to know. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Mm-hmm.